Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, I'm Chris. Uh, with me, I've got Mark. Hello. How are we? I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm, I'm at home when I should be in Istanbul, so that's a, a bonus. You didn't go to Istanbul just to do this podcast? I did, yeah. See, see what level of commitment I've got to the Man on the Post. Yeah, oh, it's very good. And all I get all I got out of it was a bloody fridge magnet. <laughs> you got <laughs> one, have you? <laughs> I have. It's, it sits proud... Sits proudly guarding the milk. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Uh, Ryan, we've also got as well. Hello. How are we? Not bad, you? Good, thank you very much. Are you still planning that wedding? Yes, still. How's it going? It's a long process, not going <laughs> to lie. Not really made any headway, to be honest, recently. It gets easier. Well, it, it gets easier until you, you get married and then it all starts hard again. Well, yeah. <laughs> and we've got Jesse. Hi guys, I'm also not in Istanbul or planning a wedding. <laughs> Where are you tonight? I am in Brooklyn. Well, there you go. I know I've, nothing exciting there. Well, I've never been to either places, but I think I'd rather be in Brooklyn than Istanbul. <laughs> hey, um, Istanbul, place. The what? Sorry. Istanbul is a great place. Brooklyn, I got as far as the bridge and no further. Oh well, what can I so say from my homeland? We've got. You could see the Statue of Liberty from from my corner, and it's it's good for sex with a Spice Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that I cannot speak to. <laughs> if you go to Brooklyn, you get to be in the same place as Andrea Pirlo. True, and David Villa. Yeah. Oh, mind you. Oh no, not anymore because he's moved back, hasn't he? I oh, know. No, if you go to Istanbul, you're in, the, you're in the same town as Ricardo Quaresma, aren't you? Uh, yeah, who does he play for? He's at Fenerbahce. Oh, 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 Besiktas, isn't he? He's at Besiktas, sorry. Okay. Is that in Istanbul? It is, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be close by there. That's the, the place I'm going to, basically. If you, if you Where see... do Galatasaray play? Istanbul. Oh, great. So you can have Fernando Musleta, too. <laughs> Maybe I'd rather be in Istanbul. That's fun. I think if you DC Ricardo Quaresma, can you tell him I'm a big fan? <laughs> I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll do it in my best Portuguese. How's that? If yeah. you see um, Musleta, can you tell him that the, the yellow card he got was really stupid and we'd like him not to do that again? But you'd have well, to do Spanish. it in Spanish. That's that far. Mm, okay. I'll write it down for you. You can just pass him a note. Okay. If, I'll if just he, say, no, okay. no, no, senor. <laughs> Read wow. this. That's like he was in yeah. the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're you actually going for anything other than passing these messages on Mark? <laughs> so I'm, no, like, it's oh, I'm just taking some messages. No, <laughs> like you guys are going to have to fork out for my <laughs> wedding ride. 
Uh, well, Banana Post is part of the World Football Index, as we all know. Um, you can download those from at World Football Ike on Twitter. Um, this week we shall be talking about the League Cup. We should be talking about some Premier League games, a couple of games in Europe. Uh, we're going to be going through our fantasy dinner party guests. But first of all, unfortunately, we have to start with, um, I'm sure what you've seen by now, is the sad news of the Chapacuense team. Uh, they're playing Crash on the way to Medellin to play a... Um, a Sudamericana final first leg is that right Jesse? it was the yeah the final against uh, Atletico yeah um, 19 players and coaching staff from the 71 who had died um, there's a theory that the plane ran out of fuel because uh, it was unable to refuel on the way um, and the plane uh, I think the thing I've taken from this is a couple of things is there's the image of those three players left behind in the dressing room has anyone seen that? Yeah, that's horrible. It's yeah. just, the, why didn't they go? Is it like an injury thing? I just weren't picked for the squad. I think they're injured, really. They were injured and, and didn't, injured. Go, didn't travel with the team, yeah. But they had that look on their face. I mean, there must be an obvious feeling of relief to not travel, but also that feeling of... Or mixed with survivor's guilt, I think, must be as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And that awful feeling that you're never going to see, obviously, all your friends ever again. Um Various football tributes from around the world have been paid, haven't they? Uh, Edison Cavani this week scored for PSG and lifted up his shirt to reveal a tribute and then got booked. Um, Maricardi is wearing his captain's armband for Inter tonight with a, a tribute on as well. So as horrific as it is and as awful as it is, it, you get to see how close-knit the football community is a little bit, don't you, Mark? Uh, yeah, you do, because... Um... The, the fact is it could happen to anybody and it has happened in several occasions before. You look at Torino in uh, 1949, Manchester United in 1958, Alianza Lima in the 1980s. I can't remember exactly what year it was. That's 87. So it can happen... Sorry? Was it 87? Yeah, that sounds about right. And you had to um, Kent as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So you've got to... It happens to so many... It, it, all the air travel that people do these days, you know, it can happen. it can happen to anybody. And there's something kind of romantic, in a way, in the loss of like a football team in their prime of youth and, you know, dying together. It's kind of more, it, it adds to the gravity of it, rather than, you know, if it's one person who died in a plane crash. like if it, So I think that's kind of why it's touched everybody. To do with football this was such a Cinderella story, too. You know, this was not the team that was mm. supposed to win. I don't think anybody expected Chapecoense to to make it to the final. And and those last images that we had of the team celebrating so exuberantly in the in the dressing room, they were so joyful and and surprised and excited. Um, on the plane I think as also, well, weren't they? Yeah, the images on the yeah. plane as well. There was, this was not this was not a team that was that was jaded in any way, um, and I think what what also is lovely are not just the individual tributes but a lot of other teams because Chapo will have to rebuild um, have petitioned to have them um, be free from relegation for the next five years. They've even offered players um, to be loaned out to them for as long as they need it. So there's real like Ryan said communal support. From, from various leagues and organizations, which is really nice to see people coming together that way. Yeah, and, and they're talking about that. Has the Sudamericana been awarded to them, has it, as well? I think um, Nacionales for that, didn't they? 
Yeah, and it, it, they I don't know if they've done it yet, but um, it's going. It looks like it's going to be. And all of Atletico's fans came out and filled the stadium in green, in, in the green of Chapacoense. Mm, they did. Um, Dave and Adam and everyone the other night talked about it on the South American pod, didn't they? That was They talked about it really well. So if you want to know a little bit more about it in a lot more detail, then go listen to that because that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, and to hear, you know, to hear people who really have been following the team and the team's story and individual players for so long um, was really touching. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because definitely. one of the guys on there is from Medellin, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Simon's been living in Medellin for a while. Mm. Yes, oh, very, very tragic. It's, it's kind of good that you see the football community coming together. Um, right, we're going to have to move on to uh, some nice football this week. So... We had the League Cup quarterfinals, didn't we, guys? The Tuesday night was Liverpool 2, Leeds 0. Uh, Divock Origi, he's my baby. He scored. And <laughs> I can't remember his first name. What's Woodburn's first name? So like Ben, ben or something. Oh, Ben. ben. Yeah. That's it. That's right. Guys, that's a pretty easy name to remember. You got Divock, you could get Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, Mark, mm. how many goals have Michael Owen scored by the time that Woodburn was, Ben Woodburn was born? Um, oh, I don't know, 100? No, actually, that make it sound so impressive. 28. <laughs> well, he beat Michael Owen's record, didn't he, as Liverpool's young goal scorer? Yeah, he did. He did. So I look forward to seeing this guy all washed up at Manchester United in about 15 years. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, he took his goal well, didn't he? It was a lovely passing move for his goal, wasn't it? Um, and I can't remember who it was, but the young lad passed uh, into the area, and then I think it was Sturridge was all... Origi, quick pass into Woodburn, and then he scored. Leeds did all right till then, wasn't it? Took until the seventieth minute to score for Liverpool, didn't it? They they did. The, I, I didn't see all of the game, but what I saw is that um, Liverpool at times were struggling to click, but essentially they were they were really really dominant in the game. But in that first fifteen to twenty minutes of the second half, Leeds were getting their opportunities when Liverpool weren't quite getting their passes off to each other, and they had two or three chances. At the same time, Liverpool were, mind you, and they just weren't hitting the back of the net. But once that first goal went in, you could visibly see Leeds deflate. Um, and then it was kind of all over at that point. But they gave a, they gave a good account of themselves, bearing in mind the gap between a decent championship team, which is what they are, and a team at the top of the Premier League, albeit with a few changes in. Hmm. Would you quite happily see Sunderland out of the Premier League and maybe one other that you're a bit meh about and see Leeds and Forest back in the Premier League? I definitely would. Um, there are certain big clubs who are, I think should be in the Premier League regardless, just because of their history and their gravity. Nobody's got a divine right, obviously, but there are teams like Leeds and Nottingham Forest that you sh- that should be in there all of the time. And Sunderland are one of those clubs for me who are a bit are always an up and down club and and traditionally have been between the two divisions um and i but so there are you know there are teams like bournemouth for example who are in the premier league taking up a, a space that forest or leeds in should should have because just because they're a big club but they don't deserve to be there so and and up to now sunderland do yeah they still they managed to stay in there one way or another are they better than a championship team at the top end, let's say like Brighton or Norwich, for example. Difficult to say, isn't it? 
they're, they're just living the right side of that that balancing quality between too good for the championship and not good enough for the premiership. They're just on that side of being just good enough. Norwich keep bobbling up and down. I mean, you could take, um, uh, you know, I quite happily see uh, Chelsea and Tottenham in the championship if it meant Forest and Leeds being up there. Oh, don't relegate my Spurs. <laughs> but why would you choose Chelsea and Tottenham to be out of the Premier League to allow two similarly sized clubs in? Yeah, I'll give you Chelsea, but keep Tottenham. Well, Forest are bigger, aren't they? This is just outrageous, <laughs> not. <laughs> Forest are a bigger team than the pair of them. They won the European Cup twice. Chelsea have won the European Cup once. 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 That's half <laughs> as many times. And, and the Europa League. Why aren't we getting rid of Hull? Who, yeah. granted, started off super duper strong, but like have not gotten anything together recently. Or, I mean, I know Palace gave us some pretty ridiculous football this last weekend, but but Alan Pardew is not giving us anything really. What's what? Really, really, Chelsea and Tottenham. <laughs> really, I think it's more out of. Hatred for both of those clubs more than oh, actual yeah. okay. sort of. <laughs> it's definitely for me, yeah, definitely. All right, and that's fair. <laughs> that's totally fair. I'll knock, I'll knock Man City down equally out of bias, but, but there are some other ones that we could, that we could choose just out of sheer boredom. Listen, if the pair of you supported Sunderland and Hull, I'd have said that. And <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Sunday then, Liverpool have got Bournemouth. Um, Next up in the Premier League, uh, yeah. presumably, well, they won't have Coutinho back for that, will they? That's a little bit of a blessing in disguise, I think, though, Coutinho, because they've got an e- not an easy run, but until they've got Manchester City the week after Christmas, they've all they've really got is the Derby, isn't it, Mark, in December? But uh, they can kind of do without him for a few weeks during that hectic period. Uh, see, I, I don't, I don't prescribe to, prescribe to that uh, at all. I think mm-hmm. when you play the, the week, if, if you're going to get like, uh, let's say, they're playing Bournemouth. Holes, whoever else they've got. Obviously, they played Sunderland the other day. They're going to be playing teams who are going to sit back, defend, stick five players across the box, four in front of that, and maybe play a player up front. What you need is the most talented, cleverest players on the pitch, particularly when you play against those teams. And I think Coutinho, when he's on form, is absolutely critical to Liverpool being able to unpick defences because, OK, they've got players like Mane and Sturridge and uh, Origi who were all good attacking players, but you wouldn't say they were they were clever players necessarily. Whereas Coutinho is is the ones is the one that really directs them and plays them in. So he could potentially be a bigger miss in those games than he would be playing Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah. Can I say something that's going to maybe get me yelled at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> because is there anything bad me. about Ricardo Quaresma? No, actually, oh, good, it's okay. not. Well, you can okay, say great. Good, I'm going for it. Because bringing Sunderland back here, um, I think I, I'm, I'm agreeing that Liverpool against bigger sides, um, everyone else seems to step up. But against Sunderland, the only reason that they won was that ridiculous clattering that Ndong gave Mane. And, and no one else really, I don't know if they would have found a way to win once Coutinho was out. No one really stepped up to 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 bring any creativity the way that Coutinho does when he's on the pitch. I think it's... Remember sorry. That, what I would say is that Liverpool don't 
achieve titles or Champions League places, it's not when they don't do it. It's not because of their results against the top teams. It's their results against the poorer teams, and when they they lack a cutting edge. And I think this season that's the one thing above all else they've got to remedy. And up to now they've done it. They've they've thrashed Hull at home. They've beaten Sunderland. Um, they went away to Crystal Palace and won. These are games that traditionally, over the last I don't know, fifteen years or more, they're the ones that let themselves down in. They've never they never have a problem against Man United or Chelsea. They always hold their own against the the top four clubs. Uh, and I think to me, I think that's why the Coutinho thing, the Coutinho absence, actually is going to be more important over these next six weeks or so. No, I was going to agree with you entirely on that point. It, we always come undone against the Sunderlands and the Hulls and, and teams like that. So, OK, with that in mind, how are we going to get on in the Jamie Redknapp derby then on Sunday? I think I can see us getting a draw, I think. I mean, you're I probably you going to offer Steven Gerrard, now that he retired, a contract for, like, yes. the rest of the year. And, uh, no, is that not the... Did, did anyone see Dean Saunders the other day? Uh-huh. Whatever it is, it's bound to be ridiculous. Uh, he pretty much said exactly what Jesse just said. He said that Steven Gerrard <laughs> is better than our entire midfield at the moment and should be in that first team. So, do I get a job, then? Yeah, well, I'd rather see you on my TV than Dean Saunders, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> What a complete plonker that guy was. <laughs> he, he was sat next to Martin Keogh to make made Martin Keogh look sane and sensible. Um, I reckon we're going to get a draw in this one. I think I think Bournemouth, what did they do last week? They loved, I can't remember how they got on last week. I think they lost to somebody, didn't they? <laughs> they're, they're, they're a reasonably good side in a tight little ground like that. Yeah. Um, at home, tails up, big team in town. Could be it could be tricky for Liverpool, but then you know what Liverpool are like; they can go and win four nil. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm inclined to say a draw as well, actually. Yeah, you too. Liverpool win, but uh, I think a very slight Liverpool win for me. Yeah, Jesse. I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, I'm gonna say one a late goal for Liverpool. No, oh, that'll do me. That's fine. Um, also Tuesday night was Hull one, Newcastle one. Um, Robert Snodgrass and then Diarmi won uh, scored. Um, Hull win 3-1 on penalties uh, 10 man Hull because there was that rather bizarre red card wasn't there who saw that <sighs> with the headbutt or something wasn't it yeah what, first of all what's with the heads this keeps happening somebody needs to make a PSA keep your heads to yourself dudes like Ritting stags this is just it's just <laughs> stupid you know what's going to happen you're going to it's just ridiculous um, again I I think Snodgrass has been widely underused and underrated um he has been playing really well um comparatively he's been playing comparatively very well but i i didn't see hull pulling it out i don't know what grit they they found they did it i don't think they're going to get further than this no because they got manchester united in the next round haven't they yeah so, there's no way yeah I don't although think so. guys Mourinho had a a um, press conference this morning. They don't let him on the touchline, but they let him in the press conferences. And he said that Bastian Schweinsteiger is going to be integral to the next match. So I don't. Maybe, maybe Hull's going to beat a Bastian Schweinsteiger Manchester United. Is that possible? I think it is because Schweinsteiger is probably so unfit at this point. Like <laughs> it, 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 the first five minutes, I can imagine you'll just see him be so lacking that. 
I mean, not knocking Schweinsteiger at all, but nobody has when you, when, when you haven't played in so long, yeah. like a full Premier League game. I think that's actually, you know, it's a better thing for Hull that he's playing because he'll be it's off the also, mark for the first 20 when, minutes. When Mourinho had to bring Rojo on and, and Rojo hadn't played and he was panting within five minutes, is it possible that he's bluffing? Well, who kind of thought that the other day might be in the fact that um, it might have just been Rui Faria having a bit of fun. He gets to pick the team. He gets to choose the tactics and everything because he's on the touchline. Sod it. Why not pick Henrik Mkhitaryan? <laughs> Sod it. Why not pick Bastian Schweinsteiger as well for a lull? And then he saw the picture of um, Faria offering um, Rooney a hobnob. <laughs> but the thing is, why not pick Mkhitaryan? Look at the way this guy is playing. He clearly has something to prove. He's playing wonderfully with his, with the the midfield. Why is he not playing? Mourinho, that's yeah. it. Yeah, just just Mourinho. <laughs> then sell him and let him play somewhere else. It's a waste. He's like the Kagawa, isn't he, for this season? Oh, no. Or like a um, Chikorita or someone like that. Yes. That happened for Chikorita as well, didn't it? Mm. Maybe it's just because Mourinho doesn't like players whose names he can't spell. <laughs> is that possible? Maybe he's writing the, the, you know, the team out on the board and thinks, Mika, nah, nah, <laughs> Rooney. <laughs> If you've seen the breaking news tonight, he might be writing a cheque to the taxman. Yes, he he might be. And Ronaldo as well. Yeah, and Falcao. Yeah. All okay, so naughty, naughty now we need, we need PSAs for headbutting and tax attorneys. Yeah. Well, to be honest, Ronaldo is actually going to be on the same sort of level as Messi in that regard then, because they both don't really pay their taxes. If that's and Neymar. And Neymar, yeah. And Bascarone. All these, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've got to be honest. I mean, I, I don't think they've broken the law to avoid the tax, um, Mourinho and Ronaldo. I think this is... What did they do? I think it's one of those tax havens. Yeah, right? that's what it is. It's I mean, actually sort of offshore. It, it's not exactly illegal, but it's... It's just unethical? Damn. Yeah. Ethics are subjective. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, Manchester United beat West Ham 4-1. So they've got two goals from Ibrahimovic, two goals from Martial. Uh, Ashley Fletcher scored for West Brom. Um... Next up for Manchester United, Mark, is... Da, da, da. Oh, <laughs> I built that up too much, didn't I? Yeah. Um, Manchester United have won 15 times at Goodison. It's their most successful away ground in the Premier League. But Everton have won three out of their last four against United at Goodison. So how do you think this one's going to go, Mark? Um, well, Everton are playing terribly at the minute. Um, I didn't see the game against Southampton, but it, apparently it went as badly as it did at Swansea the week before, which I was actually at, and that was that was atrocious. You wouldn't have known who was the team in seventh and supposedly going for a European spot, and who was the team trying to keep themselves off the bottom of the league. And it's been like that way for quite a while now. Um, Everton have just looked so lethargic, um, especially and it's really pronounced in the way that you watch these other teams who are pressing really high and really hard against the opposition to, to try and get the ball back, um, such as Liverpool, for example. Mm. Uh, watching Everton plot around, particularly in the first half of games, when they're really handing the initiative over to the opposition. Um, I really can't see Everton winning. Um, and if they can raise themselves, then perhaps we'll be able to get a draw. But again, I'm not particularly hopeful. But then again, I never am with this fixture, apart from the year that David Moyes was the manager and <laughs> I think we were probably, we were probably the favourites to win that day. So um, it's not one that I'm looking forward to with any uh, great 
roster. Should I be bidding Lukaku off from my dream team for somebody else? Yeah, he's he's the ultimate frustrating player um, who who will be brilliant. Well, I'll say brilliant. He'll score a hat-trick one week, he will be brilliant. Uh, and then the next week, he looks like um, he could trap a ball further than I can kick it. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him in the in the Premier League team. He's just so lacking in support as well. Which to do him like a bit of a favour there, he's got no support whatsoever coming from the wings or behind him. Um, Barkley probably is a busted flush at the minute and is lucky to still be playing in the team. Does he need like and, a holiday or something? Sort of six weeks off, Ross Barkley. I don't even. Th- I don't even think that that's it. I, I just don't think the lad's got it in his head to actually make the use of what talent he's got. Um, so it might be a bit harsh, you know, condemning him when he's still only 22 years old, but mm. been in the Premier League for quite a while now and there's, there's no appearance of any progression. Okay. So um, when, when Ross Barkley listens to this, he's going to be crying into his cornflakes, Mark. That's so... <laughs> you know what? You I, I'm actually... From what he, what he gets elsewhere particularly from the crowd well I'm actually being quite kind <laughs> I think the... I think I think, I think a move actually is going to be the thing that's going to do him more good because I think the, the weight of expectation is the thing that could be holding him back more than anything else well where would he go would he go to a similar size club would you think someone like Manchester City or you know sort of buying him on his English reputation plus it gets their English player quadrant up well, it, can only, it, can only, it can only be a sideways move because your City's United, they aren't going to pay the money that Everton would want for him because he's not worth that. Right now, he's not worth £50 million or whatever you might... Everton could quote them, right? Right now, he's not worth £5 million, £10 million. He really isn't living up to, to that. But if it all clicked, he could be worth that. Mm. But he's not going to go down to a club like Sunderland because they couldn't afford him, even though he might be good for them. So you've only got a sideways move, and that really puts it to maybe three or four clubs maximum that he would go to. And why would he go from his hometown club with a big wage and all the rest of it to go to play for, I don't know, Southampton or whoever else might finish seventh this year? So you stuck with him? It's a bit of, it's a, bit of a strange situation for him at the minute. Um, well, next up for West Ham is uh, a home fixture against Arsenal. Jesse, do you remember this? This was the uh, Andy Carroll hat-trick last season. Arsenal went 2-0 up, didn't they? And then Andy Carroll scored three goals and Arsenal equalised with probably with the last kick of the game. That was a great game. Do you remember that? I actually do remember. I remember exactly where I was. Oh, where were you? Um, I was uh, in LA visiting friends and I got up super-duper early and went to watch this in a bar and I got laughed at because I asked for tea. It was too early to drink anything, guys. Well, how early is too um, early? 7.30 in the morning. Oh, come on. It's okay. 5 o'clock somewhere. A.M. Well, I feel like maybe they have a shot. I mean, is Arsenal going to have their, their regular lineup? Because remember, this is the Arsenal that, that just lost in the League Cup. Well, Corzola's out for three months, isn't he? Right, with a thigh injury. Um, mm. What are they going to have? Sanchez and Giroud and Utzel, whose name I can never pronounce correctly. Does anyone speak German? Is it Ozil? Is it Utzel? Mark, you speak Ozil? German. It's Turkish anyway. It's Ozil. 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 Mm-hmm. 
There we go. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, so even, I mean, this was not an arsenal that looked like Arsenal against Southampton. Right. Even with Ramsey and, and Iwobi. So I'm not sure about this one. What do you guys think? Uh, I think this is, you'd normally say, um, I would normally say West Ham, but they looked so inept the other day against United. And they've still got this thing about the stadium and it kind of plays into Arsenal's hands, the bigger sort of wider stadium rather than Upton Park, which was sort of closing in on the crowd. Um, and then there's rumours that Dimitri Payet's not happy and little bits and bobs like that. So I can see Arsenal winning here. What about Mark and Ryan? What do you think? I think I think it probably could be an Arsenal win, actually. Uh, nothing, I can't imagine it would be a, a terrifically exciting game, um, but I just feel like Arsenal, maybe a 2-1 or something, but sort of the, the goals are very sort of far between each other. Yeah. Mark, what do you reckon? Yeah, I can really see Arsenal winning. I think they'll come back to um, form in the league because that's the thing they're really chasing. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be too upset about losing the other night. And West Ham are just at sixes and sevens at the minute. It's not just the Man United game where they looked below par. It's been all season. And they do often raise themselves, but that was raising themselves, as you said, in the, uh, the white-hot atmosphere of Upton Park rather than this fake, plastic, empty, soulless... London Stadium. Hmm. And Sako is out for a long time as well. Isn't Ayu coming back as well, though? Oh, I'm not sure. Do they get Ayu back? Yeah. This is like trading yeah. players. Who's in, who's out? <laughs> yeah, he came back, he came back didn't he, a week or so ago, but, you know, it takes a little time for somebody to get back up to speed. But I think you're right. West Ham has been, play, have been playing without any sort of cohesion. They just... They don't seem like they know or like each other once once they get out on the pitch together. I got a feeling I wouldn't really like Andy Carroll either. I can understand yeah, where some of them are coming from. Well, you know, you get enough domestic assault complaints against you. I feel like that's not someone you want to go out for tea with at seven thirty in the morning or really any time of day. He wouldn't be in your bar in LA with you. No, no, not invited. No. Nor uh, nor to my dinner party. No, no, indeed not. Well, Andre, are you, Jesse? Um D'Angelo Barksdale? Oh, no. Do I have to know something sad about Andre Ayew? No. He's a lookalike. Oh, okay, good. I got nervous because he can come once. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, we'll save him a spot. Yeah, we'll do him. Um, Well, Arsenal beat Southampton the other day. They beat... Oh, no, they lost to Southampton the other day. No, they lost to Southampton. They They were a mess. I wrote my two and my zero the wrong way around on my notes. Um, that classy goal was pretty good, wasn't it? Who saw that? I saw this one. I saw this one. Yeah, go on then. Tell me how good that classy goal was. The classic goal was great. What did you think about the classic goal? I thought it was a classy goal. The dum. The dum. What's that called? A drum roll? What is that called? The dum tish. The dum tish. There we go. That's what it's called. <laughs> Um, it's Southampton's first League Cup semi-final since 1987. Um, Arsenal Wenger's never won this competition, but still made 10 changes after their win over Bournemouth at the weekend. Um, Arsenal fans weren't particularly happy with this, were they, Mark? They booed their players. Yeah, they tend to do that quite a lot, though. They did. I mean, imagine, I find that, I mean, 
I found that a little odd because it's not like it's the regular first team players you're booing. You're booing a load of kids, which can't do their confidence much good. Yeah, but I think we live in a, especially for the big clubs, we live in a time where it's expected that you're going to roll over anybody even remotely worse than you by four goals, five goals, then there'll be time. And especially, um, you know, it, people are living on the expectancy of championship manager and FIFA that things work according to a particular algorithm. And they mm. don't. These are human beings playing football. And also, if you've forked out the best part of 60 or 70 quid for a ticket, which you do at Arsenal, um, maybe you don't in the cup game, I don't know, but if you're paying for the most expensive seat in the Premier League, then, again, your expectation gets ramped up even further when you come to a football game. So I think that probably doesn't help the situation when Arsenal don't roll teams over by three or four goals. Yeah. Well, next up, Southampton, Mark, is the Neil Shipley derby, because they're playing Crystal Palace. Wow, Neil Shipley, the fattest footballer I've ever seen. Really? He's, what yeah, about uh, well, he was a lummox. Or Gary Medell. He's, He's not, about... Gary Medell's sort of squatting muscles. He's like solid, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I urge you to um, Google pictures of Neil Shipley. Fair enough, it was I'm the end of right his career. When he was, yeah, when he was playing non-league football, it was the end of his career. But you would never in a million years have said he was a, an athlete of any kind, professional okay, or otherwise. Which Pollock am I thinking of? The one that played for Middlesbrough and Manchester City? Yeah, that's Jamie Pollock. Oh, yeah. Jamie goodness. I think it's yep. Pollock, but he's a cricketer, isn't he? Um, yep. Michael yep. Johnson Neil as well. That's correct. Uh, Michael Johnson, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Jesse, what did you say? Neil Shipperly wins, guys. He's <laughs> he's rotund, isn't he? Yeah. But he still looks like he's getting things done in these photos. Get his dinner, get his dinner done, I think. <laughs> that's probably... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Palace have lost well at least five games in a row. That's as far back as the Premier League website goes. Um, yes, but last weekend's game that was uh, that was. Does that even count? Can you count that? Oh, I think you. Well, I can understand to some extent because the goals all came from set pieces, and, and you know, other than the manager physically placing people where they should be and saying, <laughs> "You stand here, you stand here." There's not a lot he can do, but uh, is there something about the psychology of getting your players when 4-3 up with a minute left to defend to win? He's got At some point, this has got to be Alan Pardew's fault. They won this fixture not last Alan season. Pardew land. In what, sorry, not Alan Pardew land. No, no, but it, last week could not have happened to a nicer fella. <laughs> no, Alan Pardew land sounds like a terrible theme park, though. <laughs> no, but you're yeah. right. I'm not a massive fan of him. I don't think anyone is really. No, up up here at Newcastle, they were they were vilified, but in the media and by Crystal Palace fans for their treatment of him while he was up here, and he got up their nose so much, uh, and then he went to Crystal Palace, got to the cup final, had a modicum of success in that, and um, now that he's in trouble and Crystal Palace in trouble, and and the Palace fans are starting to get sick of him, all the Newcastle fans are lapping it up right now. Mm. That seems to be the, the trend with Party though. He, he goes somewhere, he has success for a few months, and everyone's like, oh, he's not actually that bad. And then, you know, that, that bit of success ends, and he starts to run out of ideas, and yeah. then it all just starts falling apart, and then everyone hates him, and then it's just a vicious cycle. It keeps happening. So he'll probably go to someone else, and it, it'll get them to a promotion, or whoever he goes to, if it's a championship club, Premier League club. It'll, it'll do well for them, Chris, and then it'll drop up, and everyone will hate them. 
Who is it on the other podcast that wants him to be England manager? I suspect it's Colin. It's Ross, I think. Is it? Yeah, Ross really likes Alan Pardew. I think Why? for the lulls more than anything else. I, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, more, more for the troll factor. Yeah. What it <laughs> I still haven't forgiven him for that um, winning goal in the FA Cup semi-final in 1990, where he <laughs> scored the winner against Liverpool. <laughs> the only I still good the only part, the only good thing he's ever done. <laughs> it was that, yeah. I still remember him in headbutting the. Uh, I can't remember who it was actually. David Mailer. David Mailer, and it's just like you, you're you're a manager. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> I can't remember anything else he did as a professional footballer other than score that goal. Says a lot as well, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. You no, know, he he wasn't he wasn't a particularly good player. I think he was just an up and downer. In from the midfield, and I'm not exactly sure he was a first choice at Palace all the time. When he was he not a substitute that game as well? I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah. So he wasn't a particularly great footballer. He somehow managed to get a loan move to Tottenham when Tottenham had quite a good team, you know, like um, Klinsman and all them. He was. He, I don't know what, how he wangled it. He probably talked his way into it as he usually does. Um, but no, I don't think he was. He was ever anything special as a footballer. Well, he was there at the, the Klinsman time. Roughly, yeah. It was 93, 94. At least it would have been Barnby and Anderton and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we talking about? Okay. Hotspur low, 1995. Oh. oh, there you go. So Klinsman, yeah. Klinsman and the famous five up front and all that when the media fawned all over them. Oh, they did, didn't they? <laughs> that was like Ozzy Ardiles, wasn't it, when he was the manager? Yeah. Yeah, and Jerry Francis came in after him when Ozzy Ardiles cocked it up. Yeah, he did. Bloody hell. Um, well, the League Cup semi-final draw is uh, Manchester United versus Hull and Liverpool versus Southampton. Can anyone see anything other than a Manchester United-Southampton final? I would uh, like to. Ah, you see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Guess what can I see... straightforward for Liverpool. You think say what, sorry? I don't think it'll be as straightforward as everybody seems to be talking up for Liverpool. Southampton are a good I know Liverpool pumped them last year, didn't they? 6 1 in the same competition. But those results don't come along all the time. And when are Southampton going to get many chances to get to Wembley in a cup final? Not that, not as often as Liverpool do, that's for sure. No. But Liverpool are also going to be throwing everything that they've got at this. So, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as people seem to think. No, I don't either. Um, right, OK, well, look, moving on, uh, a couple of bits and bobs around Europe. We've got some fixtures coming up this weekend. Um, it's the Rome derby this weekend. Lazio in fourth on 28 points versus Roma in second on 29. Um, in the feature entitled Stuff I Nick from other podcasts, uh, there won't be many ultras there this weekend, will there? Won't there? No. Apparently the big, this big, big thing, this big dividing thing behind one of the curvers... Uh, and that's upset both the Roma Ultras and the Lazio Ultras. Um, and apparently this week, Daniel De Rossi and Francesco Totti went and met some of the Ultras and asked them if they could pretty please turn up. And I think they got sent away with a bit of a flea in their ear. Did they mean turn up and behave nicely or they just meant turn up? Just turn up. Because oh. they're not going at all. Oh. It sort of started halfway through last season. Um, and they've not gone since. Well, maybe... They don't know. They don't go because they don't like the new seating arrangements. 
No, I think they they feel that I don't think they like being told what to do, so or where to stand, ah. and all that sort of thing. So they're refusing to go to any of the games at the moment, and of course because they're the only ones that really make the noise, it makes for quite a quiet atmosphere. So well, maybe they need to play better. I don't think it's a playing better thing that's going to do it because Roma is second, um, which in a league with Juventus you can't do an awful lot more. That is true. Um, this could, well, this could be no, don't it could be because we one more later in the season, but. Uh, Totti's penultimate Rome derby, couldn't it? That'd be a sad day, won't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I oh. still remember him spitting in the face of Christian Paulson at Euro 2000. I'm not that keen on him. As a, football, as a footballer, though. Totti just seems like he's going to play forever. Yeah. He does. Daniel De Rossi looks a whole lot cooler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Long sleeves I and a beard. I Gattuso. Gattuso was my favourite. Little really? fire plug. Yeah. No, he was the inspiration behind Liverpool coming back from 3-0 down in the European Cup final. Apparently, um, as they walked off the pitch at half-time 3-0 down, Gattuso was sort of grinning and smirking and you know, pretty much thinking the job was done. And Steven Gerrard thought, I know, I'll have you. And he did. <laughs> so, so really, Gattuso should have a statue outside Anfield and all the Liverpool fans circle jerking over him rather than Gerrard. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You won't find Joe yeah, Jordan doing it, the same. It, was me, it was me thinking it was Stephen Gerrard that won the European Cup, created the universe in six days, and, <laughs> uh, and everything else. And actually, it wasn't. It was it, somebody else was involved. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. <laughs> it's interesting, actually, because you, you said about the, the, there's that potential that someone was saying Gerrard should get signed back at Liverpool. He had his fa- yeah. If, if he had his farewell tour, if he comes back, he could have his homecoming tour. You know, like every game, oh, this is Stephen Gerrard's first time back playing for Liverpool against whoever. <laughs> a bit like, you know, last time he played against whoever. He could do that on his way back now. I don't think I could take that. It took it was quite, it took quite a lot out of you emotionally because every week it was the last time he will ever go to such and such a ground. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and it was the first, the time, first time you played whoever without Stephen Gerrard. Exactly. So you just... to this, like, process twice. Yeah, we just had a season of that. So I don't think I could take that anymore, I don't think. But there you go. I still, I'd still, if we're going to have old players back in the team from yesteryear, I'd still rather have John Barnes back than um, than Stephen Gerrard. He could just stand in the centre circle. Not spraying... his current. Do you not think he could just stand in the centre circle spraying passes? What <laughs> just literally just stand still? That was all he would need to do, and I still reckon he'd be the best penalty taker and free kick taker. That's sort of what James Milner is doing for you guys now. Yeah. Can you see my logic, Mark? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever see your logic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, in Turkey, there's Fenerbahce versus Besiktas. There's, um, that's an Istanbul derby, isn't it, Mark? Certainly is. It's Asia versus Europe. Oh, which side's which? Uh, Besiktas is in Europe and Fenerbahce is in Asia. Okay. So, oh, Besiktas has got Ricardo Quaresma, so there's the reason to cheer for them. He might do more, he might do another Rabona, you never oh, know. A boner over his Rabona, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that, Mark and Jesse? Quaresmas, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Rabona, I hope you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not seeing Listen, anything else. I live in Brooklyn with the Spice Girls. You never know <laughs> what I've seen and what I haven't seen. <laughs> uh, it's also a Classico this weekend as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yay, this is the new Camp Classico. So, Ryan, you're vexed about the kickoff time. 
Oh well, I'm not vexed. I, I saw a lot of people are quite annoyed actually, and it's That's on. It takes a, I think it's vexed. Yeah, you you know me. Uh, it's on at quarter past three tomorrow afternoon UK time, which they apparently had three slots. Um, they could have done the five o'clock one they normally do, or they could have it could have been like one o'clock maybe. Um, but they picked three fifteen because it's really good for the Asia market and really good for the American market. So they've actually planned the game based on who's going to be up and about to be able to watch it. But because of the FA rules on football live between three and five o'clock, it means that you won't be able to watch the El Clasico live on Sky. You have to wait until 5.15 to watch the entire game. No. Well, Sorry, guys. Really. We're very anyway. selfish over here. <laughs> I mean, thanks, America. Jeez. <laughs> Of all the things America's done this year. Exactly. <laughs> forget, forget Trump, forget all that. This is the problem. Yeah, I know. It's probably Trump's fault, actually. <laughs> when should we put the game on? It doesn't matter, it's foreign. Get rid of it. <laughs> Don't put it on. <laughs> um, who saw Enzo Zidane this week? Enzo Zidane? Enzo what did he do? Zidane. Enzo Zidane, obviously son of Zinedine, um, comes on in... Yep, named um, after Enzo Francescoli. There's my bit of trivia for the day. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yep. There you go. Uh, well, anyway, he came on for Real Madrid um, and in their Copa del Rey match versus cultural... You're going to have to help me with this, Jesse. Uh, in fact, I can't even... Re- it's Loenza, I think it is. Wait, where do they... You have to tell me what they are so I know... What you're saying? I don't know. I can't read my writing. It looks like an L. It could be an L or a Z I've written down. I've got oh, L-E-O-N-E-S-A. Wait. L-E-O-N-E-S-A? Yeah. Leonesa? That's the one. Sure. There we go. They're playing against them. Martin Odegaard on £80,000 a week also made his debut in this match. I've forgotten all about him. Um, Enzo plays... Oh, Deportiva Leonesa. Oh, in Spain. I got it. You got it? <laughs> Yeah. Good. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, of all the days, I feel like Manuel and Fulton <laughs> Towers. Um, Martin Odegaard also made his debut in this game, and I've, oh, I kind of forgotten existed. But Enzo Zidane, uh, he came on, and after 18 minutes with his first shot on goal, guess what happened? He had a ribona, and then accidentally kicked it into the field where his dad was sitting and it landed on Zidane's head. Not quite. He oh, scored okay. with his first oh! shot. His first shot on goal, he oh. scored 10 years after his dad scored with his last shot on goal. Wow. Well, go. how do you beat that? He should retire. He should. He should do with Nico Rosberg and just retire, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I've done my dream. I've scored a goal for Real Madrid. I'm retiring. There you go. <laughs> There was once a story in FHM magazine about uh, a guy from Lebanon who, um, it was just a random man who had uh, a very nice job, paid well, nice car, nice house, beautiful wife, beautiful children, thought it's not going to get any better than this and shot himself. <gasps> Jeez. And he thought, that's it, it's not going to get any better. So, quit so, so why, wait, why wait around for it to get worse? Exactly, he quit while he was ahead. Jeez. Um, who saw the South African goalkeeper this week? Might you see him? Yeah, I did. The guy who scored the overhead kick from a corner. Well, from a corner, he was up for, wasn't he? Yeah, he outglassed Jimmy Glass, didn't he? Um, it's uh, Baraka FC's uh, Oscarin Masaluke. Uh, he scored an equalizer against Orlando Pirates. And then a weird celebration. I wouldn't celebrate like that. That seemed a little bit too contrived, didn't it? Where he sort of did a thing with his leg. Yeah, but he'd probably been waiting his whole life as a goalie 
to celebrate like that because as a goalie you don't get to score you think he stood in goal for the last 15 years just imagining this is what i would do yes maybe he had like a little pad and paper like pen and paper that he started like doodling on halfway through like oh what if i did this i could make it like a little routine couldn't you and um, hire yeah. a choreographer yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be good but then when i score are... my goal dancing girls and um, Confederations Cup draw this week for next year. Who saw this? Did they decide how many teams they're going to have? There's going to be eight, two groups. Uh, group A is Russia, New Zealand, Portugal, and Mexico. And Group B is Chile, Australia, Germany, and whoever the AFCON champions will be. Do we have to pronounce it Mexico? Yeah. Okay. I think I watched too much Speedy Gonzalez when I was young. I think that's probably <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the African Nation champions. Uh, a few more Premier League games coming this weekend. Big one, of course, is Manchester City versus uh, Chelsea. This is the Sean Wright Phillips derby. Um, Wayne Bridge derby. Wayne Bridge, of course, yeah, the Wayne Bridge oh. derby. That's to- that's topical as well. That is. Is it Frank Lampard? Oh, Frank Lampard. Yeah. Frank Lampard. Yeah. Why is it topical now? Because well, Wayne Bridge is, is, is on telly, and he's in I'm a Celebrity or something. I don't watch that. Jeremy Kyle people I don't, watch that. I don't watch it, but like I Whatever. know that he's in it. Whatever. <laughs> what happens if you Sky don't want either one to win? That's not allowed. You can hope for a draw. But... No, but I yeah, want them both to lose. You want oh. them both to lose? Yeah. It makes no difference nobody? to where Tottenham finish at the end of the season, where <laughs> how either of these two teams get on. I, I know, but it's just... It might do, actually. <laughs> do you think? There's a difference of three points. Yeah. yeah you wait. Yeah. I, will I want to... Wayne Bridge to win. I want everyone else to lose. You want Wayne Bridge to win, do you? Yes. Well, he's already lost to John Terry, so he's not going to win Exactly, that's why. <laughs> he deserves it. He can get whatever he wants. Um, well, this is Chelsea's most successful away ground. They've won 11. Presumably, most of those 11 they won were before um, um, Sheikh Mansour came along. Yeah. You'd have thought. Uh, City won 3-0 last season um, and have beaten Chelsea in their last two games and Aguero scored 4-2 in two versus Chelsea. It's going to be very, very tough. It's going to be a very difficult game to watch, to be honest. I, I, sort of the, the first 20 minutes or so against Tottenham was, was sort of painful enough just watching Chelsea just go, OK, we don't actually know what to do against a team that you know presses us a lot more than what we expect. So Man City are going to be up for it. Um, it's been really interesting to see Conte sort of dissect it. He's, he's made some good comments about Kevin uh, De Bruyne saying that he, he'd preferred it if it, De Bruyne was actually on his own team rather than playing against us, which is interesting for him to say, whether he's saying that sort of, I don't know, playing in mind games or anything. But I saw a good sort of quote, and it's, uh, unstoppable, Mon- unstoppable Aguero against unmovable Chelsea, which I thought was quite a good mm. analogy. Mark, Seven think- wins on the bounce. For Chelsea? Yes, so we've been. It, we, the form says that we should win it, but Man City are a very, very good team. They are a very good team. Mark, how do you think this is going to go? I think it's going to be very, very tough. Chelsea are just going to hang in there, I think, and then try just try and play on the break. Man City will try and dominate possession. I think it's going to be down to whether they can exploit Manchester City's still weak defence, I think. Um, and I can see it being I can see it being a draw. I don't see Manchester City winning because of that. I think Costa can take advantage of Otamendi and Stones if they're playing. Yeah, and so therefore I'll go. I'm going to go for Chelsea away win. 
Are you? I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse, you're gonna you're gonna hope for a draw. Or you want both teams to lose. I want I want a loss to both. Um, but neither one of these teams had a, a great. You know, Man City was down against Burnley before Aguero put them um, over the top, and and Chelsea. You're right against my my Spurs that just let me down so badly. Um, really didn't do well with the high press. So um, I think if City do what they've managed to do pretty successfully and come out pressing high and 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 wide, then I I don't know if if this Chelsea side is going to be able to manage that. So. As much as I would like both of them to crumble um, and give me that satisfaction, I think that Man City is going to be able to to take this one. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to sneaky feeling for Man City as well for the Aguero factor, so I'm going to go for yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and Leicester, Mark, this is the Nicky Summerby and Steve Agnew derby. Go back a little bit. There. Steve Agnew, he was a good player, he was. He wasn't bad. Nicky Summerby, mm, not so sure. He was useful in his way. Yeah, not quite sure what way that is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Schmeichel, uh, Kasper Schmeichel is still out with his broken hand and Danny Drinkwater is suspended. Jermaine Defoe has been involved in 75% of Sunderland's goals this season. That's called the ex-Tottenham factor. Once you go Tottenham, you just get a little bit of magic on you. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes, definitely, without a doubt. Would Toronto fans agree? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Leicester won this last season, but ugh, I don't know. This is a terrible Leicester team at the moment, isn't it? Ryan, how do you reckon this one's going to go? It is really tough. I mean, Leicester have just been sort of... Champions League seems to have been their priority. In Premier League, they just don't know what's happening. That they come, they go out there and you just think this is not the same team that we saw twelve months ago, and even against Sunderland, you just think, no, I don't even see them convincingly winning. Maybe a, a sort of a, a slight win, maybe, but even still, it's it's not you know easy to say Leicester are going to win it like you would have done last season. No, Mark Leicester in sixteenth, but they're only two points off the relegation zone. Mm. I, I do think the players have taken their eye off the ball and they've probably come across with the mentality that they've climbed that mountain and won the Premier League and now they're moving on to a different one with the Champions League. I think it's understandable that they've done that, um, but they need to keep an eye on things. I think they'll be too good to get themselves into trouble mm. um, and they'll have enough decent results, but to finish anywhere above mid-table this season, I think mid-table would be great for them this season, actually. Um, I thought that right from the beginning. Um, yeah. But this one, I think... <clears throat> I think Sunderland have obviously won a couple of games recently and they hung in there against Liverpool the other week and everybody thought they would get stuffed. Um, I can see it being perhaps ones each. One all. Mm. Yeah, I think you could well be right on this one. I think Leicester will be happy with uh, not losing, I think, won't they? Um, Jesse, Spurs versus Swansea. Uh, um, we better win. That's just it. We just have to. Um, I think hopefully breaking this unbeaten streak now, there's no pressure. Um, Christian Eriksen has, has, has 
come back from sucking. That's my technical what? term. Come <laughs> back from sucking. He doesn't suck anymore, and that's how you say it. Technically, it's uh, it's just that's yeah. Um, and and we have to win. There's no excuse for losing, and there's no excuse for losing against Swansea. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. So we're going to win because I need that to happen. All right. Well, you're unbeaten yeah. against Swansea in the Premier League. Good. Good. Yeah, so you should be... Now everyone needs to agree with me that we're going to win, right? That's what happens now? (laughs) I think so. Um, Right. (laughs) Well, the last two games... Oh, gosh. Uh, Stoke versus Burnley, West Brom versus Watford. Can anyone be bothered to talk about this? (laughs) To be honest, no. West West Brom, Burnley, it was that... Because that just doesn't sound like an interesting game (laughs) by any stretch. No. It came up with my Sky Sports Super Six thing, and I was just like, one nil to whoever. I just clicked the first button. I thought, <laughs> like, whatever. West Brom Burnley. So it is Stoke Burnley, West Brom Watford. Stoke, 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 West Brom Watford. If, it's West Brom, if it's West Brom Burnley, I'm going to say there's going to be four nil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can talk about Tony Pulis and his um, financial concerns. Financial concerns. Yeah, he's been a bit of a rotter, hasn't he, Mark? I haven't seen the story, but I saw that he owes tax money owes. No, well, no, he um, there was a, a staying up bonus when he was the manager of Crystal Palace um, of some two, three million pounds. I'm not too sure what it was. Uh, he obviously kept them up, and he asked owner Steve Parish for the money to be paid to him early because he said he needed to buy some land for his daughter um, to pay mm-hmm. for a wedding or something like that. Steve Parish, in good faith, paid him this money. Two days later, he clears off to join West Brom. Oh. I think that's how Ryan's going to pay for his wedding, also. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's it. <laughs> I've got a feeling this is that Tony Pulis has got some previous with this kind of thing, going back to when he was a manager of Gillingham. Really? Something so sticks in my mind, lot, weren't you? Well, he had a falling out with the chairman. It could have been something completely different, but I've got a feeling that he fell out and it was over some kind of bonus payment argument. That's Paul Scally, isn't it, Gillingham? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Google right. it and find out. Google it, yeah. I'll well, I just want to clarify whether it was actually land for his daughter or whether it was just a lifetime supply of hats. Because <laughs> <and like laughs> I can imagine that's, I need it for land. Why are you, why are you off to Sports Direct? Oh, wow. You're not married to Tony Pulis' daughter, are you? Well, you know. <laughs> Less said about that, the better. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be giving her away in his sort of hat and tracksuit bottoms, wouldn't he? Down the <laughs> he aisle. <would. laughs> right, well, that's the Premier League games rounded up. We've got a little bit of extra homework following on from what uh, Ross Collin and Adam did the other week. They picked their fantasy dinner party. So they picked their um, who they'd like from the world of football, uh, a sportsman, a musician, and any other person. So to set us off this week, Alex, who can't be here, has kindly sent us in some people. His favourite footballer would be Johan Cruyff. His favourite sportsman would be Arthur Ashe. His favourite musician would be Charlie Watts. And his famous anybody else or fantasy anybody else would be Daisy Lowe. Daisy Lowe, Jessica, Jesse? Daisy Lowe is Mm. the person who caught Enzo Francescoli's goal from the back of the net? No? No. She's a model. She's a model. Of she's course she is. She's a model. Do, 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 do. She's, she, she is a model who lives on the land that Tony Pulis bought. Exactly. That's her. Yes. 
Good. Yeah. I knew um, that. She's on Strictly Come Dancing, otherwise you've known it as Dancing with the Stars, I think. Okay. So she's on that at the minute, and Alex is rather obsessed by her. So She must be so talented. Uh, I, I, do you know, I've got to be honest, I'd never actually heard of her before Strictly. Oh, I'd heard, of, I'd heard. I think she used to date Matt Smith, the person who used to be on Doctor Who. That's the only reason I knew I've heard of her before. Right. So, yeah. She time travels. She's a time traveling dancing model. Well, I, I can see why he's invited her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want one of those. It's gonna be a great dinner party. <laughs> uh, right. Who's your footballer? You inviting? Footballer. I'm picking Frank Lampard. Oh, you boring sod. Sorry. <laughs> really? I thought. Well, I thought it'd be like you know. Current footballers. I don't think anybody, I, I, anybody I, I, that's I, ever kicked a football in anger I didn't, professionally. Uh, well, we didn't Lampard. clarify the rules, so I just picked. You didn't ask. <laughs> Frank Lampard. God, yeah, Mark Savers. Ah. Let the lad alone, he can pick who he wants. Well, yeah, I suppose he can. I'm glad I'm not going to that dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> who are you going for, Mark? Footballer? Yeah. This is actually the hardest one because they're all pretty vacuous, the modern mm. lot, aren't they? Aren't they right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this is a real struggle because I don't think I can invite anybody. But um, I suppose I would land on somebody like Jack Charlton. Oh, that's a good idea. He could do the Harry Ramsden challenge. I've met him, first of all. Have you? So that's one thing, yeah. And he's from around my area, so that's another reason, and he just seems like a cool old guy, really. Cheap taxi, then, wouldn't it? Yeah, Imagine. cheap taxi. All right, taxi to Washington. Yeah, you can do the Harry Ramsden challenge, so you don't have to cook for him. As he did with the Northern... Yeah, he did that with the Northern Ireland team the day before they played a World Cup qualifier, and that was um, one of the things that vexed Roy Keane so much. The, uh, the Republic of Ireland. Don't, yeah. don't get that one wrong. No, 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 sorry, yeah. You've just started a small war. Yeah, just 800 years of history. Um, Jesse, who have you gone for? Okay, so I I really had a hard time with this one. I would love to invite Luis Suarez, but I think I'm going to go with Ibrahimovic because I want some drama at my dinner party. Oh, you missed and it. I feel like you missed well, an obvious fighting joke, I, and that's why. And that's why. <laughs> there you go. So I feel like having someone who speaks in the third person would just be really fun. So Zlatan's coming to my dinner so- party. Serve him the food, Zlatan like food or something, almost like a caveman. Right, please pass the peas to Zlatan. <laughs> really? Okay. So I'm going for comedic comedic effect with my first pick. <laughs> well, I've gone, I've gone for Alex Ferguson. Nice. Okay. So it would be interesting, I suppose. He's met so many people who could really just talk about everyone he's met. That'd be good. Yeah, he could just talk, I could just listen. I'm very happy with that. Um... <laughs> Right, well, Alex went for Arthur Ashes, his sportsman. Uh, Jesse, who did you go for? I So you could not pay me enough money to sit through a baseball game, but I picked Jackie Robinson because he integrated baseball, and historically I feel like that would be fascinating, although he's dead. So can I pick a dead person? Yeah, you can pick a dead person. Great. I would like in a live Jackie Robinson at my dinner party. Okay. Mark and Ryan, who's Jackie Robinson? Well, if he's dead, it could be like a weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, I don't want the dead one though. I want, I would like it when Jackie Robinson was alive. Yeah, okay. Daisy Lowe, that time traveling model, might come in really handy. Yeah, <laughs> we can ask Daisy Lowe to time travel and bring him back. <laughs> Ryan, who have you gone for? 
Ah, uh, see, this is really difficult because go to Mark first because I'm actually rethinking my, my <laughs> answer. Mark, who have you gone for? Again, this is a difficult one, isn't it? Because sports people probably a lot of them, I think, don't have great personalities, or certainly don't, not personalities that fit with your everyday man like myself. So I went with Jensen Button. Oh, he'd be good for him. That's why I've chosen because he seems like a really cool kind of easygoing fella. Yeah. Oh, I like the sound of your dinner party so far. Jack Charlton and Jensen. Yeah, if you're good, you might be able to come. Oh, good. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'll give you a bit more thinking time. I'll go for mine. Um, Well, I went for Fergie because I thought it'd be quite interesting conversation. But I thought that I went for Lance Armstrong as my other one because he'd be absolutely fascinating. He'd bring you so many drugs. Well, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, I'd love to be so much I'd want to ask him. Plus, I'd have a copy of um, John Ronson's Psychopath book next to me as well, just to see. Just because. Just because. I think oh, he'd be fan- I think it'd be fascinating to speak to. He'd get on well with Fergie, I think. Oh, I don't know. Do, 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 do you, you think? think? Oh, do you not think? I think Fergie might, you know, dislike... Uh, some of the things that Armstrong has done. Who'd win in a fight between the two of them if it did kick off? Well, it's only one way to find out. It'd actually get them in the room and, you know, put, like a, put something in between them and just go, there you go. <laughs> go on then, Ryan, who's your sportsman? <laughs> I'm going to go for... Not Frank Lampard, uh, is it? No, it's not. I, originally, I put down Mourinho just because I, I, there's so many questions that I'd want to ask him. Hmm. Not even for anything else. But I thought that's a really crap answer because we wouldn't have like football. <laughs> uh, so I actually changed my mind to Nico Rosberg based on everything that's happened over the past couple of days. Because I just think, yeah, you, you know, you did really well. Why retire? I think it'd be a really good conversation to have. No, I think a perfect reason to retire. He's, ne- you know, he's probably not going to get any better. Um, so why not retire? Go out on top. That's what Ranieri should have done. Sorry? He should shoot himself at that man from Lebanon. Yeah. <laughs> As he crossed the finish line last any week. sharp things or weapons at your dinner party. I mean, I just walk in and just give, give Nico a gun and be like, it's okay. Can you imagine if he crossed the You're finish line last week just, and he did that? Oh, dear. <laughs> right, musicians, lads. Um, Alex went for Charlie Watts. It's a very interesting choice. Why would you go for Charlie Watts? Who who is Charlie Watts? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm glad somebody went there first. <laughs> the, the drummer from the Rolling Stones. Oh, I see. I'm oh, a young man. I would know okay. something. The only thing I really know about Charlie Watts is that he thumped Mick Jagger one time. That's a good it's reason. Kind of, kind of the boring granddad one of the Rolling Stones, but always was the boring granddad one. <laughs> yeah. Of the he, is he the coolest one? He's the one? Frank Lampard of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Ryan, who's your musician? Uh, I've gone for someone called Brian Mazzaferi, who is he's a lead singer of a band called I Fight Dragons, and what? they're like a they're they're a, an American band called I Fight Dragons, and they use like NES uh, game systems to to make their music. So like Game Boys and stuff, it's all like electronic, but it's all done through the games consoles. Is he like Stampy? It's <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of. Uh, it's just one of my favourite bands, and I just think it'd be really cool to listen to talk to. Cool. Okay, quickly, quickly, Jesse. Dolly Parton. Going with Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. Yes, yes. How I want Dolly Parton. Oh, she'd have to reach really, really far over her <laughs> eyelashes. Yeah. Um, Dolly Parton is awesome. 
Would she get on well with Zlatan? Dolly Parton would get on well with anyone. She would charm the pants off of Zlatan. Well, that was she would too. sing to him. It would be great. Zlatan would probably just talk to himself because he'd, he'd just think, this is not worth my time. I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself. Type I thing. think out of anyone on the planet, Zlatan and Dolly Parton would make the most amazing couple <laughs> ever. Okay, Mark, who have you gone for? They'd sing a duet. They're, 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 <laughs> with Jackie Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, who have you gone for? Mm, quite like um, Dolly Parton as a choice, but I, mm. I went for Dirty Slash. Man. You went for Slash? You can... You could visit my dinner party. Oh, you could visit mine if I could visit yours. Are you going for the guilt factor? Is that why you want him, Dolly? <laughs> Is it the guilt factor with Dolly Parton, Mark? The what factor? The guilt. Gilf. <laughs> oh, God, I just realised what that meant. Imagine we're getting old ourselves. You know, the age difference isn't quite so <laughs> anymore. No, um, no I, went for, I went for Slash again because he's uber cool and uh, I used to play the guitar and I picked it up because of him and I'd like him to show me a few riffs. I like the sound of your dinner party. I think I might leave mine to go to yours. <laughs> well, we're, we're, serving, we're serving a whole lot of meat, so, you know, make sure the next day you leave your diary clear for the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, rather boringly, I Nick Rossi's idea and I went with Noel Gallagher. No, God, I can't imagine anybody less I'd like to have at a dinner party. <laughs> really? Mm. Why? Well, I can't actually. Liam Gallagher. Liam Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's interesting, isn't he? I quite like Noel Gallagher. Mm. No? Mm. No, not personally. Although I used to love Oasis way, way back, but then pair were a constant headache. Uh, Oasis 94 to 97. Oasis 94 to 95. No, Be Here Now is a cracking album. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Really? No, Be Here Now is very underrated. Fading Out and um, Stand By Me. Stand By Me, fair enough. Goes on a bit too long. Um, but it's an average album. Oh. And it was, a, it was a gradual slide. Not slide away. It was a gradual slide from definitely maybe onwards. They burnt, they burnt brightly too quickly. With all their, with the first album and all the B sides from the singles from the first album, and then the what was the second album again? What's the story? Morning Glory, which is of course is the most famous one. Actually, to me, it was a bit of a disappointment. So it's not better to burn out than fade away. <laughs> at least, at least go on a little bit longer than you know. <laughs> a year. <laughs> the Charlie Watts method. Yeah. Guys, I think, isn't Mick Jagger having his like ninth child right now? Mm. He is. I believe he. Well, not him personally. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Ninth. Yeah, eighth, ninth, tenth. Yes, one of those numbers. I can imagine, Chris. (laughs) No, I stopped at two. That's fine. That was was still one too many. And you're not ninety-seven years old. No, it feels like it sometimes. Um, right, you're one of the person then. So Alex has gone with Daisy Lowe, the little rascal. Um, Jesse, who did you go for? Barack Obama. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm going to miss him so much. And he's so great and funny. And he and Dolly Parton and Jackie Robinson and Zlatan and I are going to have vegetarian dinner together and talk about our lives. You see, I won't talk about my life, I'll just listen to their lives. 
the way this is going to go is Zlatan's going to be sat not talking to anybody as Ryan said. <laughs> Nobody really is going to know who Jackie Robinson is and Dolly Parton and Barack Obama are going to end up by a piano singing. Oh my God, that's the greatest dinner party ever. <laughs> that's good actually because Obama's going to have a lot more time on his hands now. So, you know, he's not going to have to like rush off. Right. He's actually going to be there all night. That's yeah, good he'll idea. jam with Dolly. Happy yeah. Cool. Um, What's going to happen to Michelle Obama? She just left at home, or she? Could... I would love for her to come, but I didn't know if that was in the rules. No, so. kind of too. Yeah, so I didn't give him a plus one for this. No, one. that's fine. So you can't invite Ant and Deck, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, which one do you pick there? <laughs> Who are you bringing then? Uh, Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, actually, I, 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 you just rescued your really dinner party. Wait, I have you. to call him. Who's that? The guy, the guy from either, it's not really Top Gear anymore. That that Grand Tour thing that's on Amazon. He was on Top Gear. Oh, I like Top Gear. He got thrown out of Argentina because of the Falklands. Ah, yes. Okay. He drove around America with... Yeah, he drove around America with some obscene stuff on his car. Good. Oh, he did, didn't he? He nearly got shot in Alabama, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's easy enough to do. (laughs) It'd be really entertaining and you just think... He's going to say something that's just going to offend everyone in the room and you just think, good pie, good pie. Well, you just rescued (laughs) your dinner party there. Yeah, Um, it was getting a bit weak, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, I want to come to yours. Who have you got? Well, I was sort of heading towards Frank Skinner or Michael Palin, but then I thought we need a female at this gathering just to balance the numbers up a little bit. A token. So I thought I'd do a token female. So I thought I'd go for my crush of 20-odd years and, and invite Sandra Bullock along. Is it Sandra Bullock now or Sandra Bullock in speed? Oh, um, <clears throat> the younger the better, I suppose, but... You know she can come, she can come if she is. You know she's still she's still looking good for her age. Yeah. What's she done for the speed? She'd be quite. Hmm? What's she done? She's won speed? an Academy Award. No biggie. Has she? Not for speed, yeah. wasn't it? No. Yeah, not for blind speed, side. All right. Okay. She was she was also Miss Congeniality. Oh, she was, wasn't she? Mm. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I remember that. Okay. Demolition Man. What? Remember Demolition Man with... Um, oh, she wasn't... Right, with um, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah? And she's got an mm. Oscar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I went for a bit of loving... I think me, you and Alex have all had the same idea. I'm kind of hoping that the other three go. I've gone for Jodie May. Do you remember her from Last of the Mohicans? Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? Who? Have you seen Last of the Mohicans? A long time ago. With Daniel Day-Lewis. Remember the two sisters in it? Nope. Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe, yeah, that's right. Her with the dark hair. And Madeline Stowe's younger sister that fell in love with the um, the other Red Indian that wasn't, or Native American that wasn't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Daniel Day-Lewis. And he got killed by Big Bag Magua. And then she jumped off the cliff at the end. <laughs> Jodie May. Jodie May. Honestly, I've been in love with her May. like Mark, probably since the early 90s. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the Mohicans. There you go. The, that's all I'm... The Defiance. The cool- that's, that's my IMDb, yeah. Yeah. The coolest thing about her is the fact she doesn't own a TV. Did she, she own a TV in 1993 or, or now? Well, <laughs> These I are very interesting token females, guys. Oh, we could have said Pamela Anderson and kept the brought the tone down a bit. <laughs> I mean, she is an animal activist. Who is? Pamela Anderson. Is she? Yep. Save yep. the beaver. 
<laughs> Probably, but also the whales. You did say save, didn't you? <laughs> right, so there we go. I have to say... Um, I'd probably ask the other three to leave and keep Jodie May, uh, and maybe then go around to Mark's dinner party. So what, am I expecting you to ring on my doorbell and me open the door and there you are with your arm around her? <laughs> yeah. Come, come around yours, eat a load of red meat and clear off again. Well, I better not, because she'd leave a slash, wouldn't she? If I turned More it with Jodie... Yes. Yeah, if I turned it with Jodie May, she'd leave a slash and I'd be sat with Jack Charlton. Could, could be the other way around. She might leave with Jack Charlton and you're sat with Slash. <laughs> well, could, yeah, that'd be all right. Or maybe she'd leave with Sandra Bullock and you'd both be shocked. Well, I think mm. we... <laughs> that'd be fine. That'd as long be as the they... most interesting. As long as they took a camera phone, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm definitely not going to Ryan's. <laughs> no, no. I, I wish I could change some of my answers. But I <laughs> Okay, well, look, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Guys, if they want to, people want to follow you and tweet you and say, wow, well done for that dinner party. I can't wait to come <laughs> to yours. Uh, Jesse, how do they do that? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to want to come to my dinner party, but if they do, it's at Jesse Loesch. At Jesse Loesch. Ryan, if they want to come sit next to Frank Lampard and some Magnolia paint. <laughs> it's at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman. Uh, Mark, want to come sit next to you? How do they do that? Um, yeah, if Sandra Bullock wants to get in touch with me, she can tweet me at the football pink. And if she wants to buy a copy of the football pink, can she do that still? She can get one at the dinner party. Yeah, oh, she can get one for free, can she? She doesn't have to buy it. She just has to grace me with her presence, but anybody else um, can go to um, footballpink.net and they can find it through there. All right, no worries. Right, uh, Russell and the guys, hopefully we'll be back on Sunday to uh, review the games that we previewed. At Man on the Post is the Twitter account. Manonthepost.com is the website. Um, you can, manonthepost.com is the website. You can rate and review us uh, and leave us a review on iTunes of five stars. That'd be very lovely, thank you. You may even get one of Mark's fridge magnets out of it. Um, you can download us from iTunes. You can subscribe through there as well, so it automatically lands in your generic smartphone um you can download it through acast and you can also listen to the world football index can't you jesse you can at world football i i know it this time <laughs> you remembered it this time yeah <laughs> um they've added a few new couple of podcasts lately so as well as getting your south american and it's italian and uh, spanish you can also get russia and um germany now can't you yes you can they're pretty so good. many things there's loads on there get a different one every day so, so subscribe to the World Football Index there'll be definitely something there for you so thank you ever so much guys for coming on thank you thank you thank you no worries and always remember to keep your man on the post Thank you guys. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, I'm... thanks a lot. I'm gonna. I'm off to make a cup of tea and get some Maltesers. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna luck. run because my dog has been scratching at the door, so I'm gonna take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run because that means alone with Ryan. If not, 
Yeah. Aww. 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 Oh, I'm going to run because my feelings are hurt. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. no. Bye, guys. See you later. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye. Yeah.